Romans chapter 5 verse 8 For God commended his love towards us In that while we were yet sinners Christ died for us So it's not about what we have done Or what we will ever do It's about his love for us I can boldly tell you That it's not about what you have done It's not about what you are doing It's not about what you will ever do God loves you And you need to realize that because he loves you He will not lead you in what you are going through seated in God's presence hallelujah wow what a wonderful time it's been since morning uh, we're grateful to God for sparing our lives uh, and for keeping us up until this moment uh, every morning when we wake up it's another opportunity to say thank you Jesus um, every time we open our eyes in the morning it's another opportunity to say Lord I just want to thank you hallelujah uh, because the truth is when we sleep none of us really knows what happens all around us none of us knows what happens around us nobody knows but there's somebody that knows what happens around you even while your eyes are shut hallelujah uh, the bible says he that keepeth israel neither sleeps nor slumbers hallelujah so while you're sleeping is watching over you glory to god Come on, doesn't that bring some level of comfort to you? Come on, talk to me. Doesn't that bring some level of comfort to you? So that when you sleep, you can really sleep well. Praise God. Hallelujah. You don't sleep with one eyes open. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know those people that used to sleep, they are sleeping over one of their eyes is open. Hallelujah. And you are wondering, is this guy awake or not? Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. You know, I learned of uh, an arm robbery incident that happened several years ago. And they had to kill a young man because the arm robbers were passing by the window and the guy was really sleeping but one of his eyes was open praise god have you seen such people before uh-huh and while they were passing you know they felt like ah is this guy looking at us you know and <laughs> but the guy was sleeping his eyes were just open praise god you know and they killed him because of that hallelujah praise god you know look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor sleep with your two eyes closed <laughs> hallelujah glory to god all right you're welcome to church and everybody that is online we welcome you to our service uh thank you for joining us uh for those who are online you have several options of churches you could fellowship with this morning uh, but you decided to be a part of love's domain family assembly service so we appreciate you please can we celebrate all our online audience uh in here hallelujah glory glory to god Amen. This is Love's Domain Family Assembly where we church the church and increase the knowledge of God for generational relevance. As we're holding service here in Lagos, service is going on in Akure and also in Kuala. Those are two brand churches. Praise God. Hallelujah. Alright, are you ready for God's word? Are you sure you're ready? Hallelujah. I mean, it's been an interesting month for us uh, studying uh, about heroes of faith that's the subject that we have before us this month and i believe we've been able to do justice so far to that topic praise god uh if you've been following including the wednesday services that we do online praise god if you have been following you will find out that um so far so good uh even if we decide to put a stop to the topic here we have done enough justice already praise god hallelujah and you see the, the response from um, our videos, from the audio uh, for this particular subject. I mean, the feedback 
you know online has been tremendous in, i mean it's been amazing hallelujah uh, and i believe that the faith of people are are, are being strengthened uh, all over the world as they uh, continue to fellowship with us as they continue to listen to this particular message their faith is being strengthened don't forget that i said to us that these are times where people are losing their faith in god they are losing their faith in the church they are losing their faith in pastors glory to god hallelujah and you see a loss of your faith in any of those three or you know some people will say I, I believe in god but i don't believe in church i don't believe in pastors praise god but the truth of the matter is when you read romans chapter 10 verse 10 it says how will they i mean how will they believe if nobody is sent to them and how will they preach if they have not been sent do you understand what i'm saying so god you see god will not come down from heaven and do the work of an evangelist by himself are you following me he will send men our way he will send men to us i told us the other day if god wants to lift and bless a man what who does he send he sends a man his way and if the devil also wants to finish a man what does he do to he also sends a man his way so if you come to a place maybe due to the things that are going on on social media the things that you see the excesses of pastors of church and all of that that you see online praise god and you say you no longer believe in the man that god has said where it will lead ultimately is the place where you will lose your faith in the church and you will ultimately lose your faith in god are we still together come on are we still together I tell people if you find yourself in a church where you feel they are being dubious or they are doing something funny, praise God, hallelujah. You can change your address, hallelujah. Glory to God, amen. So, but it's a season where you and I, we need to strengthen our faith. We need to strengthen our belief in God. So that no matter what it is that comes our way, we are able to stand, hallelujah. We're able to stand. Because it's very important that we're able to stand for God. Very important. It's a crucial time to be able to stand for God. A lot of things are making people bend. A lot of, people, a lot of things are happening that are making people leave the faith. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But you and I must come to a point where our faith becomes so strong. You know, I, I use the word strong because when you read Romans chapter 4, when the Bible was talking about Abraham, the Bible says, and Abraham being not weak in faith. Are you following this? Now, if the Bible says Abraham was not weak in faith, then that means there must be strong faith. Are you following me? Now, there was a time Jesus also said to his disciples that all ye of what? Little faith. So, there's little faith. There's also what? There's also big faith. Hallelujah glory to god and during the course of this teaching i've been able to establish that every single one of us has a measure of faith every one of us romans chapter 12 verse 3 he said for god has dealt to every one of us the measure of faith the measure there's no single one of us seated here that does not have a measure of faith because before you even say you believe in jesus it's going to take faith are you following me come on are you following me so, but your faith may be little right now, but what this teaching is going to do is going to boost your faith to a whole new level. Are you following me? Come on, are you following me? Because there's a whole lot you can achieve with your faith. But you see, you see, one of the things that just comforts me is that either your faith is big, is weak, is small, whatever, praise God, it can achieve a whole lot. 
Or are you following me? Because Jesus said if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can tell the mountain to move and the mountain will move for you. Are you following me? That means the least, the least person among us can move mountains. Or are you following me? Come on, are you following me? But you see, we need to move beyond the level of moving mountains. Hallelujah. We need to move to the level whereby we subdue nations. Are you following me? Come on, tell your neighbor, get ready, get ready. Oh, tell your neighbor, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Alright, let's quickly turn our Bibles to the book of Hebrews chapter 11. That was where we stopped on Wednesday. Um, if you followed the teaching, praise God. And we're going to continue from where we stopped. Hebrews chapter 11. Hallelujah. Um, if I'll just quickly read from verse 1. We define faith from verse 1 of Hebrews chapter 11. He said, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. He said, for by it, the elders obtained what? A good report. Now that verse 2 is actually... Um, uh, um, how, how do I put it? it, it it's, a, it's a text that um, talks about the topic that we're dealing with, heroes of faith. He said, for by it, for by faith, the elders obtained a what? A good report. That means good reports, good things were said about them because of their faith. Hallelujah. Praise God. Then the writer of Hebrews now began to look at some of the heroes of faith, why they obtained a good report. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In verse 3, it says, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. That means, by faith we understand that the visible came out of the invisible. That means the things that we see came out of what is not seen. Are you following me? Now, you, you can, we, can, we can bring this scripture, we can relate better with this scripture when you think about a manufacturer. Glory to God. Or let's say you are uh, you, you're a fashion designer. Praise God. You make clothes, you make dresses. Praise God. Or you make shoes. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You find out that, you know, sometimes maybe while you're sleeping or you're doing something, praise God, uh, some particular type of shoe that has never been seen before, the design just comes to your mind. Are you, come on, do I have a witness here? Glory to God. Or you sew clothes, praise God. You just see a particular style. Praise God. I mean, it would be lovely. Praise God. Now, that particular design is still in the realm of the invisible. Praise God. But from that realm, you now bring it to become what? Visible. So you find out that everything that is visible was first in the realm of the invisible before it became visible. Are you following me? So the Bible says by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are not seen were not made of things which are visible. Are you, are you following me? Then in verse 4, it says by faith... Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gift, and through it, he being dead, still what? Speaks. I don't want to talk too much about Abel because we've talked about that on Wednesday. The first example of uh, the, an hero of faith that the Bible shows us in Hebrews chapter 11 
was Abel. That was the first person. He said, by faith, Abel offered unto God. And I spoke quite a lot about giving on Wednesday. Because you find out that, you, you see, it's like the whole world right now is in contention with the church uh, when uh, uh, where giving is concerned. Are you following me? Come on, are you following me? Uh, people are against tithe. People are fighting against tithe. People are fighting against giving to the church. People are fighting against giving to pastors. Do you understand what I'm saying? You know, some people even came and said, we, don't, we shouldn't be giving to the church again. Let's be giving to the poor. Hallelujah. Praise God. And I say, see, whenever you see somebody come and say that, that we should just give our monies to the poor, we should pay our tithes to the poor, praise God, I told us that those are brothers and sisters of who? Judas Iscariot. Hallelujah. Praise God. They are brothers of Judas Iscariot. Because when the woman with the alabaster box of oil came, that expensive box, and broke it at the feet of Jesus, what did Judas say? He said, this is a waste. We are wasting money here. We should have sold it and give the money to the poor. But little did Judas know that what that woman was doing was prophetic. Are you following me? Glory to God. And Jesus said, you don't understand Judas. That no matter how much you take care of the poor, the poor you will always have among you. How many of you know that there are some... See, when a man is poor, it's not lack of money. Or are you following me? Look for a poor man today. Give him one billion dollars. And come back in the next three months. He's back to ground zero. Are you following me? So the people that are saying, let's give the money to the poor. Let's be honest. We will take care of the poor. But that's not the essence of real, the bottom line of the gospel. Are you following me? I told us the church is the only institution on planet earth whose primary concern is how the, uh, the, the word of God will spread on the face of the earth. Whose primary concern is how will more souls be added unto the kingdom? Are you following me? And if you now begin to contend, given to that institution for the furtherance of the gospel, then listen to me. You are not fighting for God. You are rather fighting against God. Oh, I think that the freeze should hear this. Or oh, are you following this? Are you following this? He said, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice. His sacrifice was more excellent. That means whatever it is that Abel did superseded what Cain did. <clears throat> Are you following me? And I told us it may, not, it may not really be in quantity. Are you following me? It may be the way it was presented. Or are you following me? Some preachers came some years ago and they said the difference between the offering of Abel and that of Cain was the blood. And that because that of Cain, blood was not there, that was why his own was not acceptable. But that's a lie. Come on, look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor that's a lie. Oh, come on, tell your neighbor that's a lie. You know, Abel was a shepherd and, and Cain was a farmer. You understand? So he brought, maybe he brought corn, he brought maize. Do you understand what I'm saying? But now the blood was not the difference. The difference in their presentation was the faith that was involved. Oh, are you following me? Abel must have brought his with an understanding that this God I'm presenting this to, I may not see him, but my father, uh, my father Adam told me about him. How he used to come in the cool of the day to fellowship with them. But he doesn't do that anymore. I, we have not even seen him before now. But I, I, he, he came with a level of reference for the invisible God. Are you following me? Are you following me? 
And the manner of his presentation, I'm sure, must have been different from the way Abel presented his. It's possible Abel just came and said, oh, I mean, Cain, sorry, Cain just came and said, just do this thing, oh, just come up for here. Do you understand what I'm saying? Abel offered on a more excellent sacrifice. And when you read through the Bible, you find different people offering excellent sacrifices unto God. There was a time there was an angel of death that was in the camp of the Israelites. And people were dying in their thousands. And the Bible says when David saw that the angel of death was killing people. And he wanted to stop the hand of the angel of death. He said I need to quickly make a sacrifice unto God. And as a king, while he was looking around, he saw the threshing floor of Onan. And he said, this is a good place to make a sacrifice. And he called Onan and said, Onan, I need to make a sacrifice unto God. Can I, can I make a sacrifice here? And Onan said, why are you asking me? You are the king of Babylonia. You can go ahead and take the land from me. You are the king. And make a sacrifice unto God. But you know what David said? David said, you just want me to take the land like that and make a sacrifice unto God? He said, no way. I am going to pay for it. For I will not offer unto God that which cost me nothing it, it must cost me something and you find out that you see a lot of people give God leftovers you know leftovers you know you know how we do for beggars most of us when you see somebody begging she change one man do you understand what I'm saying show, show the 50 bucks man that's what most people do for God is there some leftover there praise God do you understand what I'm saying? That's what a lot of people do. do. But Abel offered unto God. And it's amazing that the first example of an era of faith had to do with given that the people of the world are contending with today. You see, faith is not just about obtaining. Faith is also about giving. Oh, you didn't get what I just said. You know, we've talked about faith. Faith, let your faith receive. Receive your car. Receive your heart. Receive. Do you understand what I'm saying? Your faith also has to do with what you release. Because the level of your faith determines the level of what you release. Oh, did you get what I just said? I just said something right there. The level of your faith is also dependent on the, the, the quality, the quantity of what you release. I'm sure, if the, you know, when you, oh my God, when you read towards the end of Hebrews chapter 11, you know what the writer said when he came to a point? He said, time will fail me. Oh, did you read it? How have you read it before? He said, time will fail me to tell you. Then he started mentioning some names. Time will fail me to tell you about something. To tell you about... Do you understand? He started mentioning names. Which means that if time had been permitted for this man, he would have written a whole lot about men and women that walked in faith. Are you following me? When it comes to giving, it was not just Abel. There was a woman with all, all the Bible calls. I mean, the story, a story was called, uh, you know, the people, we, we, we generally call it the widow's might. Praise God. Hallelujah. There was also the story of a widow who came into the temple. And the Bible says on that very day, Jesus coming into the temple stood by the offering basket. Hallelujah. Praise God. And I tell people that today, even if Jesus will still come into our service, it's possible we will still stay by the offering basket. As all those say, I'm a rabba, Okay, we don't hear. Oh, yeah. Mate, let's see what you will do. Hey, rabba, praise God. Yo. Hey, rabba, oh, yeah. Let's see. Then you come and drop five naira. I say, ah, well, we will rabba, no, five, five naira. Oh, go. 
But there was coming a widow. All she had was a mite. A mite is so small. I mean, so insignificant. Are you following me? So insignificant. But by the time she released it into that, that basket, Jesus screamed. And you know Judas, who, who likes money, was close by. And he said, Master, what happened? And I'm sure Jesus must have said, didn't you see? And Judas will have said, see what, sir? <laughs> and he must have said, ah, well, I saw some things earlier, not now. Because I saw a man drop five billion dollars into the offering basket. I saw a man came and dropped a million dollars, a million pounds. I saw that. And Jesus said, that those are not the ones I'm talking about. I'm talking about that woman that dropped a mite in the offering basket. And Judas must have looked at Jesus with a funny face. As in, I don't understand, a mite. And Jesus said, you don't understand. That all those people that came and dropped a lot of money, they dropped out of what they have. But this woman, what she dropped is not part of what she has. She dropped everything that she had in that basket. And I'm sure that if the writer of Hebrews had time to talk more about the men and women of faith, he would have talked about that woman. Are you following me? By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. So, if, there's no way we can talk about faith without talking about the quality and the excellence of what we give to God. Oh, are you following me? And it's when we talk about giving to God, in reality, there's no place that, you know, after church service, we'll not carry everybody's offering and say, God, we have come today. Then Pastor Kunle will be in front. You know, he's the resident pastor. Praise God. Then I'll be behind him. Then we'll be dancing and say, Baba, oh, you know, then maybe we'll climb one mountain. We'll be very close to heaven. Praise God. Then Pastor Kunle will say, ah, ore, nilele, olua. You know. <laughs> then angels will now carry all the money. Angel Gabriel will count the money. How much came in from love's domain today? It doesn't happen like that. But your resource is used for the furtherance of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Are you following me? We're here. We're using our auditorium here today. If we don't pay for it, we can't gather here. Come on, talk to me now. Come on, talk to me now. Some of us came in dancing, rababa, praise God. It's, it's money that they used to put all the rababa instrument and everything together. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are you following me? And all of those things add value to the gospel that we preach. Are you following me? Come on, are you following me? All of these things had value to it. So it's not a waste. Are you following me? Having a beautiful auditorium for a church is not a waste. Because some people will not come into an auditorium that is not beautiful. Do you understand what I'm talking about? And some people will not listen to pastors who their suit is not fine. Praise God. So the pastor's suit is also doing the gospel. Are you following me? Oh my God, who am I talking to now? Why are you guys, you guys are not looking at me as if I'm carnal. Praise God. I'm not carnal here. Praise God. You understand? So the pastor too must buy some good suit. Amen. amen. Ah, oh God, Pastor Kule, you're the only one saying amen. Why now? Ah, do you understand what I'm saying? But let's move further. Look at verse 5. He said, by faith, Enoch was taken so that he did not see death. And was not found because God had taken him. You see, I, 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 like, this, I like this place about Enoch. He said Enoch was taken 
the way so that he did not see death. That means Enoch escaped death. I don't know how it happened. The Bible never described to us about how it happened. But when you read in the Old Testament, in Genesis, the Bible says, and Enoch walked with God and he was not. When you read from the King James, he said, and Enoch walked with God and he was not. But when you read in the in Hebrews, he said, and Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death. And he was not found. That means Enoch just disappeared from the face of the earth. Are you following me? And every time I think about Enoch, what I think, should I tell you what comes to my mind? What comes to my mind is probably that Enoch was living in a generation that was not so conscious of the invincible God. But Enoch was so conscious of the invisible God to a point that he walked with him so much that God must have said, Kilo Day, why, why do you love me so much? Amen. Just they come. And he just took him away from the face of the earth. He said, Enoch walked with God. And he was not. He did not see that. He said, because God had what? Had taken him. God picked him from the face of the earth. said, you... Do you understand what I'm saying? And he did all of those things by faith. Now don't forget the definition of faith from verse 1. That faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. So faith is talking about what you have not seen. But yet you have seen it. Oh God. That looks, it looks, it looks stupid doesn't it? What you have not seen but yet you have seen. I mean it's just... It's just that's why I told us that in, 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 in the past series, that you see, when it comes to faith, faith does not make sense. It doesn't make sense. And you see, we live in a generation where everything must make sense. Oh, isn't that the generation we live in? If it doesn't make sense, it doesn't appeal to them. You understand? But if you must walk with God, you cannot walk with God with your five senses. One of the scriptures that we read is from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. He said, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Another translation says, for we walk by faith and not by sensory perception. Because the day you want to walk with your senses intact, that day you miss God. Oh, you didn't hear what I just said. And you see people on social media analyzing, bringing logic into uh -uh, God. You want to bring logic into God. God doesn't live in time. He lives in eternity. Time is only a fragment of eternity. Oh, somebody said, the whole of time, the whole of your own lifetime is just a dot in the whole of eternity. Eternity is so big. And that's where it dwells. Are you following me? That's why I said in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So he doesn't even live in heaven. He doesn't, do you understand what I'm talking about? Uh, you don't get what I'm talking about. You know, because some of us think, when you think about it, you say, God lives, he doesn't live in heaven. Because in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So before the heavens and the earth came, he was there. Oh, you don't get, you don't mess with this God. Though. It's not all those God they analyze on social media. All those, do you understand what I'm saying? Bring, bring logic, you see, bring logic. Ah, God. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? God. When God came in human flesh, in the person of Jesus. Huh? The Bible says in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word itself was God. He said all the same was in the beginning with God. He said all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that. 
that was made. Then in verse 14, I say, and the word became flesh. Ah, God became flesh. And the Bible recorded that the first miracle he was going to do was in a wedding. Sat down in the wedding. You know, Jesus loves Oamel. Praise God. You know, some of us think, you know, you know, it's amazing the way we think about Jesus in church. You know, some people think, some people think Jesus is, you know, holy, holy, oh, bless you, sister. Oh, that's not, that's not, that's a fake Jesus. The real Jesus loved party, man. You understand what I'm talking about? You know why I know he loved parties? Because at some point, Jesus said some people called him a wine baba. And they called him the friend of sinners. And you know sinners don't gather in church. Sinners don't gather in the temple. I'm sure you know where sinners gather. Sit down there and be thinking of Jesus as... He's not a holy, holy anything, holy. No, do you, I hope you understand what I'm talking about. Uh, don't misquote me, oh. Uh, those of you that are online, that is holy, but you understand the concept to which I'm talking about. Uh -huh. You know, the holy, holy in quotes. Spirit, God bless you. You know, the, you know, ah, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't talk too much. You know, he doesn't. He's just, you know, you know, he doesn't, ah, he doesn't eat. You know, some people even think Jesus doesn't eat. Did you read that the Bible said they called him a gluton? I like the Jew. That means somebody must have somebody must have seen Jesus somewhere. Where uh, massive something. Okay. Massive. Let me make you laugh a little. You know why we're growing up? You know? <laughs> You know, we're, ma we're majorly boys in our house. So, and we eat a lot. Aya, my father will complain and complain and complain and complain, but there's nothing he can do about it. You know, when our house, house help will come and meet my father and say, ah, this one, this one has finished it. My father will say, hey, when did we buy the last one? So, one day my father went out, and you know, they just served our food. And I was the one, they, they just served my own food. They've not served every other person's own. So they served my food, heavy. Rice. Like Mount Everest. You see, you, they mount it, you know, you, you, you pack it. He has, he has a, you understand, then you put the meat on top of that place. Then as I put it on the dining table to eat, my father came back. And you know, these days... <laughs> You know, these days, children, you just come, you do high five for your daddy and all of that. Ah, you know, how many of you know those, that generation? They, you don't do, you do your daddy high five. High five. So, when my father comes back, when he drives in, eh, everybody must go out to go and say, Daddy, you are welcome. As in, ah, they've not born you where. Let me use that word. That my father will come back, then he will come inside the living room or something, then he will see you doing something else. And he will, the first thing he will ask you is, Didn't you hear the sound of my car coming in? Every, I'm telling you, everybody must go out. So immediately I was about digging into the food. I heard the horn of the car. So as usual, all of us, you know, we went outside. <laughs> you know, ah, Daddy, you're welcome. You know, 
So, you know, he would just park his car in the garage and, you know, move into the house. Then, you know, we would lock the garage and then we'll be coming behind. So, he just parked his car, greeted us and, you know, and, you know, the way, the way the garage is situated, he will have to pass through, there's a, there's, the, um, there's a passage, then into the kitchen, then into the dining room, living room before, you know, he starts going through another passage into his room and all of that. So, he passing through the kitchen and got to the dining room. So, you know, we were just, we locked the garage and we are just coming, we are just in and, you know, so in our minds, we are thinking at least by now, he would have walked into the parlor, into his room. So, we came into the dining area and we saw my dad standing there. So, immediately we saw him, everybody just, as in silence, when my father is at home, you hear the sound of the fridge. How many of you know how the fridge sounds? We may be, we may be like, we may be, we may be up to 50 in the house, but I'm telling you, you hear the sound of that fridge. So we came in, we just saw him standing there. So immediately we saw him, everybody just kept quiet. So we're now wondering, why is this man standing here? So, but we saw he was looking at something. So we traced his eye. It was to the food. Ah, I said, yeah, I don't enter my own today. I traced it again, saw that it was the food. Then my dad said, he said, how many people want this food? <laughs> we all of us first kept quiet. Then we say, ah, it's one person. And I said, eh? Hey, uncle? He said, yes, sir. And he did like this. They said, who is that person? <laughs> Where I was, I was already <laughs> Then I said, ah, a minister, Tanemi. I said, Banji Nisa, Banji. Ah, then he shook his head like this. Then he left. I carried that food around to the kitchen. Divided it into two. Even as he came back to eat the second one, anyway, praise God, <laughs> Hallelujah. But somebody must have seen Jesus in that in that in that fashion, and called him a gluten. So Jesus is not the Jesus that we have painted him to be. Do you understand what I'm saying? Somebody who is like this, the way we paint him that goes, you know, is not somebody that we come into the temple and see people buying and selling and we rush into the bush and cut koboko and begin to whip people out. Do you understand what I'm saying? It must have been somebody. Do you understand? And the Bible says we whipped everybody out. And that also made me know that Jesus is not the skinny Jesus that we think he is. He must have had some muscles. Some abs. Praise God. See, you guys are. Should I paint Jesus for you? <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Why did we even go that way? You have made me forget. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Jesus' first miracle was that he was in a wedding. And the Bible says the wine in the wedding finished. Both the bride and the groom were concerned. What are we going to do? People are still coming in. And wine has finished. What do we do? And Mary heard and went to them and said, You guys don't need to wonder what to do, Mojo. Eh? You see Jesus seated over there. Go and meet him. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. And those people 
people said, are you serious? Then they went to him and said, sir, the wine in this party has finished. I'm sure Jesus must have looked at them and said, eh -huh. <laughs> what? <laughs> all, all of us, including me, we came here to drink wine. persisted and at some point Jesus perceived that Mary was the one pushing them and he turned to Mary and said woman what are you doing my time has not yet come but Mary must have pushed those people and said eh, it's true his time has not come but <laughs> I beg stay with this man stay with him stay with him I know there's something about staying with God you see, faith can also be described as the ability to stay with God. You have not seen what you're looking for, but you stay there. Oh, are you following me? They stayed. And when they, they persisted, Jesus said, okay, there's no wine. Alright, where are your drums? Where you take your wine from? He said, okay, you guys just go to the well and fetch water. Fill all the drums. And they filled all the drums. And they came back and said, sir, we have filled all the drums. I said, okay, if you have filled it, Go and serve the people. Hey, sir. Logic. If logic comes in, you won't serve it. Oh, you don't understand what I'm talking about. If logic kicks in, you will say, Omikanga. Not even tap water. Omikanga. Is that what we call it in Yoruba land? Omikanga. Your sense will not make you serve it. But Jesus said, if you have filled the water pots, then go ahead and serve the people. And those people were scared. How do we, how do we just take water? We were the one that fetched it. And they said, maybe before we serve the people, let's give the chief, um, the chief, the MC, the master of ceremony to take it. Just let him drink it. Then we will see from his reaction. And they took a little of it and gave it to the MC and said, sir, oh, the wine is now available. Please, sir, please have, have this. And when the man took it and tasted it, the expression of his face changed and said, you people are wicked. And I'm sure when he said, you people are wicked, they must have said, ah, Oti Mwepo Mekongani. And the guy said, the people me I know, when they do party, they serve the best wine first. Then, so that the other people that come later, they just give them anything. But you guys in your own party, you save the best wine for the last. And I'm sure those guys must have been looking at themselves. What, what did we save? Are you following me? Listen to me. When it comes to God, your sense is useless. When it comes to God, your logic does not make sense. Are you following me? How do I serve well water in place of wine and believe that I'm serving wine? Am I, am I okay? Am I normal? Are you normal? Those that laugh, I know you watch macaroni. Are you normal? Are you okay? Serving wine is... Do you understand what I'm talking about? Read from Genesis to Revelation. God does not make sense. Are you following me? I mean, how, how, how do I... Oh my God. Oh, oh, oh my God. I, I, I know we have not gotten 
in verse 6 we have already dealt with verse 6 on Wednesday he said but without faith it is impossible to please him for those that must come to God must first believe that he was in and one of the emphasis on Wednesday is that God is God is never was Oh, are you following God is. When he say God is, that means he is always is. Uh, you understand what I'm talking about? When you read the book of Psalm, he said God is a present help in time of trouble. A present help as in present, present. Do you understand what I'm saying? He's not a God that helped the people of the past. He's still helping people. Because God still is. Oh, do you understand what I'm talking about? And even if you will use words for him, you don't just use words for him. You will use it in this fashion. He's the God who was and is and is to come. Oh, do you understand what I'm talking about? That means no matter where you go, when life is concerned, God is there. When you go back to the past, he's there. When you come into the present, he's there. If you turn into the future, he's still there. Oh, are you following me? I said, God doesn't make sense. He always is. Now look at verse 7. Still buttressing my point that God does not make sense. Look at verse 7. He said, by faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to what? According to faith. He said by faith, Noah being warned of things not seen. What is he talking about? He's talking about the rain. Now when you read the book of Revelation, I mean the book of Genesis, how the Bible describes it, after God said, let the land, the earth, you know, there was water everywhere. You remember? Then God said, okay, let the waters divide into two. That was the first thing. He said, let them divide into two. He said, let some go up. Then those ones will stay there. And they will be called the firmament. He said, then the one that remains on the earth, let them gather into portions and let the dry land appear. He said, so the waters that gather, some will be called seas, oceans, lakes, and all of that. Then he said, the dry land that appeared, he said, let them bring forth trees, fruits, I mean shrubs, after their own kind. You understand? So the land that was bare, all of a sudden trees began to grow. You understand? All, all, every form of flower, all those, you understand? Everything began to grow. Now, the way he operated, then God now said that waters will be coming from the ground to wet the field. So, from Genesis, from the beginning of creation to the time of Noah, rain had never fallen before. When they plant, how the waters get their water is that waters come from the ground and wet the field. So, because, you know, a lot of times when we read, oh, uh, Noah went about preaching about rain, you know, you're thinking, hey, okay, rain. But listen to me, he was talking about something that had never happened before. So, while he was telling the people that, hey, sir, rain is coming, oh, the people are looking at him. What is even called rain? What's rain? In the first place. Then he must have started trying to describe it for them. Rain is when water begins to come. <laughs> you understand? Sincerely, I don't know how people read their Bible. This is how I read my Bible. When I read my Bible, when I pick it to read, this is, I'm preaching to you, is how, how I see it. Do you understand? 
Then he must have started trying to describe, you know, give a definition to rain. Rain is, you know, when water begins to pour from heaven. And, you know, the people must have been looking at him like, stupid guy. Are you okay? As in, rain. Kilonso. Sukomu. Thank you. I mean, are you, are you, are you normal? Because it wasn't normal for rain to fall. The people had not seen rain before. And they must have been wondering, okay, water is going to come from up, okay? How? Okay? They must have had so many questions. How? Putting logic into it. And say, okay, okay, let's even, let's even accept. Let's even accept that rain will fall, okay? Okay, but rain will now fall and fall and fall. Oh, everywhere will now flood. All of us will now die. You are not okay. They are not normal. Then they started building an ark. I'm sure people must have come to the sites every day to come and make gestures. We are like, who they see? I, I, I said, God does not make sense. Are you normal? Are you okay? Then some people said that. 
And remember, Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. At a time when they least expect that the rain was going to show, Jesus said, that is the same way I will show. 50 years, 70 years, 100 years. No wonder it was his only him and his family that were saved. I'm sure, even, I'm sure, oh my God, I'm sure, he, you know there's a possibility that even his family members that were saved, you understand, must have gone into the ark. Maybe because Noah was a strong dad, like my dad. You understand? <laughs> oh my God, why am I like this now? In my house, you say you don't want to go to church. Are you, are you, are you normal? Mr. Macaroni needs to pay me for this advice. It's just one look my dad will give you. He won't even say anything. But then he say, ah, ah, he won't complete it. You will enter. Oh. So if Noah was like that, it's possible that some of his sons went into that ark based on that, not because they believed any longer. But from the beginning to the end, Noah believed what he had. And you know, oh my God, you know it just came to me right now. Should I show you what came to me just right now? Should I show you what came to me right now? Do you know it's even possible that after the first encounter, when God said prepare an ark and gave him all the dimensions of the ark and all of that and said rain is coming, do you believe there's a possibility that God never appeared to him again? And yet he still believing. Oh my God, that's faith. And he preached until the rain came look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor faith doesn't make sense uh, oh come on look at your neighbor tell your neighbor faith does not make sense or oh, say like you mean it like you know it that faith does not make sense come on can you be preach to your neighbor if you're going to walk with god oh come on tell your neighbor if you're going to walk with god if you're going to walk with god if you're going to walk with God, you will need to drop off your senses. You will need to drop off your senses. All those, all those calculation and permutation and do you understand what I'm saying? Yesterday I and Pastor Kule were in a meeting, and there was a prophet in that meeting. And you know what the prophet said? The prophet said that a see that we're entering into a season. Whereby the things we have calculated and permutated and everything that God is going to show and scatter all the calculation and permutation. Because what you think you will achieve in seven years, you will achieve in seven months. Oh, are you following me? I, I don't I don't know, but I feel I we got that word yesterday and I carry that word in my spirit and I brought it into church this month. I don't know who that word is for, but you are here. There's something you're meant to achieve, it's meant to take you a very long time. But God is coming your way, He's coming your way. Oh, did he hear me? I say he's coming your way. I don't know what I'm talking. I say it's coming your way. I said God is coming your way. I said God is coming your way. 
that God does not live in a realm where sense makes sense. It's a realm where sense becomes foolishness. For he said, I will use the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. That's what I will do. So I'm going to bless you. The world is thinking, how will it happen? We have done our permutation, our analysis, our research. Oh, possible. Ah, is it not peace? We know his father, we know his mother, we know where he came from, we know her village, we know how she grew up, we know her story. How, 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 how we bless peace? No, no, we cannot be peace. But listen to me. The one who spoke that is going to bless you does not live in the realm of sense. Oh, are you with me? Come on, are you with me? And that's why you also need to upgrade yourself. I come to the level where he is. Step up in your game. Oh, come on, can you be preached to five people? Yeah, five people. You may need to stand up and walk to five people and tell them, step up your game. 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 you need to step up your game because if these people walk with God even in all of this foolishness how many of you know it's foolishness to do what Noah did when we read further in verse 8 the Bible says by faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place which he will receive as an inheritance and he went out not knowing where he was going you don't understand by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out into a place which he would receive an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. Can you imagine? I come to your house and say, Please follow me. Let's let's go somewhere. I said, Where are you going? Ah, my no, 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 even though I would not, I don't know yet. I just said, Oh, the place of my inheritance. When we get there, ah, you will see plenty things for me. Inheritance, oh, welcome. Pax alone. I said, oh yeah. So where is the place? I don't know. Can you see where this generation is missing it? We miss it because we are putting in a lot of logic and reasoning into it. You are reasoning it out. How will God? 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 And when you come to the point when your sense fills you and your reasoning fills you, then you begin to question God. Then you begin to say things like, does God even really exist? Of course he does exist. I know my redeemer. I Spirit right now. You know, 
was going through a lot Job was going through a lot he was going through the trial of his faith his wife came to him and said Job curse God and, and just die his friends came and accused him and said you must have done something wrong that's why you're going through all these troubles but we know from the story that Job never did anything wrong but it was a trial of his faith and he got to a point in the midst of all he was going through that Job cried out and he said I know that my redeemer liveth I may not see him here right now but I know that he lives, he is alive forevermore. You know, one major challenge we have again in this generation is that we always want to feel God. We always want to feel God. We want to feel his presence. So when you feel his presence, say, yes, God is here. Uh, but you know, God can be here and you don't even know. You know, God can walk with you, be with you, and be in you, and you don't even feel it because it's not about feeling, it's about faith. It's not about your senses. Your senses, your senses feels and tell you, yes, because I feel it is here. But your faith says, I don't feel him, but I know he's here.
How do I then go in higher education? Ten minutes. I need to go to work. Just speak. You understand? That something is bubbling within you, and you're like, ah, there is fire in your spirit. Let me see your hands up. You've been there before. Then another day you wake up. I'm going to pray for five minutes. Then you pray for one minute. Ah, four minutes. Ah. Have you been there? Then the devil comes in with the deceit. Then you begin to feel and say, Ah, that time when there was fire. Ah, God was there. But now that I can't feel the fire, I must have done something wrong. Or God must have abandoned me. Or God must have left. Then the Lord of, and you see, to compound your problem, you now find yourself in a church where they talk about realms, dimension, portals, portals. Then you are lost in the portal. And they heap the condemnation on you. And they make you feel as if the fact that it's a season where you don't feel that much energy of prayer. They make you feel as if you have even backslidden. How many of you realize that? Even those moments when you don't feel like praying that much, how many of you realize that you never did anything wrong? Let me see your hands up. But that, that feeling just comes over you. And it is just a feeling. And the devil capitalizes on it. And you see, the more he capitalizes on it, the more you begin to draw back. And that's what he wants. But you see, either I feel God or I don't feel Him. He's here with me. I know Mary D.
I saw verse 2. from the stables of Love's Domain Family Assembly. Senior pastors are Pastor Banji and KG Oladipo. To reach this ministry, send a mail to lovesdomainfamily at gmail.com. Remain blessed. <laughs>